Okay, what's up, guys? Welcome back to 91 North, 95 South. Dennis Schroeder, Quentin Grimes, Max DeMeza. You know what's going on. We're about oh, to talk yeah. sports. Sports. <laughs> oh, yeah. Max, how you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling good. I got some chai tea. Uh, well, some chai. Um, fire. Yeah. Chai, uh, just regular chai tea. Yeah. How is it comparing to the um, vanilla chai? These we usually get from Duncan. Our oh, fans uh, is, don't know this that. This is vanilla. This is vanilla chai, but the homemade. Um, I am a fan of the va- vanilla chai lattes from Duncan. Uh, I would say those are better because I don't have to make them. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, this is pretty good i yeah i agree when when you don't have to make the drink it tastes a lot better so i <laughs> i'm drinking this um this coffee from this dennis schroeder <laughs> <laughs> i'm drinking this dennis schroeder that i got from starbucks no i'm drinking i'm drinking this coffee i got from the baker's dozen i had to the go baker's home. dozen yeah i had Solid to go to the name what oh can you hear that? No, what? Oh, and I just started playing from my laptop. Oh. Uh, okay. That's a good name. The Baker's Dozen? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm not sponsored or anything, but this is... Um, we could be. Yeah. No, it's a. It's like they have a couple branches in uh, Connecticut. I'm not sure where the other ones are, but there's one in Norwich, which is like right next to where I live. So I went home Norwich. to go to the bank and I... I got that. But yeah, it's it's pretty good. Learn. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, to all the listeners, I'm sorry if my voice sounds worse than normal. Uh I'm I don't think I'm sick. Uh I haven't gotten tested or anything like that. But sick in the head, maybe. Like, yeah. I think I just like I don't know. Maybe I'm just stuffy or something. Yeah, yeah, I we I hope so because um like put you you being out for, for ten days with COVID, I mean you're already at home. Yeah. Probably would just suck. I know I know when, when I had COVID and I just got out of quarantine like Tuesday. For isolation oh, you're, you're good i can come back to the house yeah yeah i didn't know that oh no i thought you knew that i've been dying to come back to the house <laughs> no you oh, can come back God. yeah um <laughs> i'm sorry i should have mentioned that i guess <laughs> yeah i would have done that today i've been dying i've been like yesterday i was like man i wish i was just at the apartment so i could just sit by myself yeah Oh, come on back. Um, yeah, I, I, my spirits were down when I had COVID mm. pretty much. So it, it sucks, but at least we're, we're vaccinated. You just got the booster shot. So oh, yeah. we'll be all right if, um, well, I was all right. You'll be all right if you have it, but still we're hoping not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we can uh, we can talk about sports if you want. Okay. 
I mean, I don't want to. I hate sports. <laughs> Me too. Okay. All right. So, um, what's up, guys? Thank you for making it this far. Um, so, I guess I'll just jump right into the to the uh, Celtics coverage. Um, the guys play last night. San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are uh, 15 and 22. They were 14 and 22 coming into this contest. Uh, Celtics were 17 and 20 coming into this matchup. So uh, had a had a two game lead on the Spurs going into this. But overall, I mean, I don't think the Spurs are are a, are a bad team. I've watched some Spurs games. Um, and certainly they've got, they've got some talent on that, on that team when fully healthy, um, DeJounte Murray was out for the past couple games. Uh, this was his first game back with, uh, from the COVID protocols, um, or health and safety protocols. Not sure if it was COVID, but he's back from health and safety. And so that was a huge boost to the team and, most te- the teams for the most part had fully healthy lineups going into this. So um, it ended up, this was a really good game. This was a really good game. Um, it was, it was, even though the Celtics lost, um, you know, if you watch this one, I'm sure it was, it was close through the whole thing. So you got an entertaining, an entertaining game for this one um now what what did i see from the celtics in this one so let, I'll, I'll i'll talk about the ending first yes max uh jason tatum shot six for 20 he did he did shoot six for 20 and um i'm glad you brought that up i'm glad you brought that up because that is something that i wanted to address <laughs> His game was close, even even though um, Jason Tatum started off really slow, and you know he picked it up a little bit in the second half, um, but I think he started off like one for one for nine or something like that, and the, his shots were not falling in the first half at all, like and even if he did pick it up in the second half, it was, it was just marginally. Um, he was basically, an, I mean, a non-factor in this game, scoring wise, scoring wise, he still, he still had eight boards, um, two blocks. So he was giving you a little bit um, of defense and five of those were defensive rebounds. So, you know, a couple putbacks, but um not not a huge factor in this game. I mean, Jalen Brown was was more of a factor in this game, and he played 35 minutes, went 12 for 25 shooting. So when when Tatum has an off night like that, and he just returned from the health and safety protocols too, I'm sure he you know I, I want to chalk this up to just a warm up game, and hopefully he'll be back to form against the Knicks tonight. Um, we'll look to see that. In this in this matchup that we're going to preview later, but of course this wasn't the game that I wanted to see from Tatum, especially you know 
with compared to DeJounte Murray, who just also just came back from the health and safety protocols. Um, he, he looked a lot sharper than Tatum did in this game and much credit to DeJounte Murray. He's, he, uh, had an efficient night 11 for 21, um, with 22 points, also 12 assists and nine rebounds. Uh, he was a force in this game and Tatum was not. So I have no defense for the man. I have no defense for the man. Like he just was not hitting in this game. And it's, I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily, it it was necessarily the problem uh, in this game for the Celtics. I think they could have won it anyway. Um, But yeah, that definitely would have, um, you know, because he hit, he hits, it only ended uh, a one possession game. So, you know, you look at it that way, he hits a few more of those shots in the Celtics win, but they, they realized, I think early that, that this was not a Tatum type game. And um, I think they could have, you know, there were other guys taking that were actually making shots off the bench and in the starters. So I think they ultimately could have won, won this game anyway. And that brings me to what I wanted to, uh, to broach first, which was the ending of this game. Um, it was a heartbreaker. It was a heartbreaker. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it hurts me just thinking about it because the fourth quarter comes right down to the wire. Um, Spurs have a, have a slight lead. I think it's like they're, they're hanging around like a, like a five or six point lead for the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter. And then um, let's see if I can, I pull up the, the uh, play by play here so I can refresh on the, what happened before the heartbreaking ending. Um, one minute. So you had Marcus Smart um, make a couple big plays at the end. Um, he had a, a really huge steal in the paint that uh, I think led to led to a, a Celtics bucket in the last uh, or last couple minutes or so. Oh, sorry. Another ad. They're killing me with these ads. So yeah, it, it all came down to with about, I don't know, uh, 30 seconds. I want to say maybe less like 26 seconds. Um, an inbound pat or yeah, an inbound pass. Um, no, I'm sorry, I'm misremembering. There was there it was a two point deficit um, with ten seconds to go, and the Spurs were inbounding the ball. Um, Derek White was the inbounder, and first go around, Celtics force uh, them to take their final timeout to avoid a, uh, inbounding violation, which was good. I, I, they were playing good. Oh my God. Got another ad here. 
Oh my god, shut up. Sorry, ESPN site is the worst. True. So bad. Yeah, so Derek White was inbounding the ball. Sorry. Not to to get you off topic, we we both have to just get used to going on to like NBA.com and NHL.com because – ESPN's really about to lose my my eyes. Like I can't deal with this. It's making me lose my mind. It's so bad. It's so bad. And there's no signs of it getting better. ESPN, fix your site, guys. There's no excuse for this. Yeah, sorry to get you off topic. I just can't can't resist hating on ESPN's website. No, none taken. ESPN, you guys need to fix that. Because you got you got plenty of of know how and talent to do that. Um, yeah, their site needs a lot of work. Uh, anyway, back to the game. So yeah, they, they forced the Spurs to take the timeout with like um, a couple seconds to go left in the game. Um, they're inbounding the ball again, and they they actually steal it. But then it 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 goes to like it goes to like a, a tip in or no not a tip in a jump ball scenario and forgot who it was between. I don't know if I can find it right now, but a jump ball. Um Spurs get the jump ball, but then I think it was smart steals it and it it gets to it gets to Jalen Brown right within the closing seconds of the game, and he goes in the layup like two dudes behind him takes it off the glass right Jalen Brown going inside no way he can miss this this could be this could send it to OT the layup just doesn't make it just falls right out. Jalen Brown standing on the sideline. Marcus Smart goes back to uh, try to put it back up. There's not enough time. He didn't make it anyway. And that's how the game ended. It was just it was just a heartbreaker. And so when I that saw is that, tragic. it was tragic. I was I was depressed. I was depressed because I was I was actually impressed with how the guys played this game. Um, you know, it's gonna. It sounds cliche, but I, I like, I really liked the hustle that they were playing with this game. You know, you, you know that when Jason Tatum, like you said, is not hitting, not hitting shots, it, it gives you some urgency. It gives you some the the other guys some urgency, and you know they're gonna have to take some of that work and take some of that load off of off of Tatum's shoulders. And I was in impressed with how they came back because they had a pretty sizable deficit. I think it was like 13 points at one point. Um, and they came back from that and made it close at the end of the game with, with hustle plays and, and, and whatnot. Um, and then, so to lose like that, when you're, when, when you bring it back, um, and, and showed a lot of heart in, in, the, in doing so was, was pretty tragic. Um, 
Now I was, I was impressed with, um, in this game, if I was going to highlight specific players, um, Jalen Brown, once again, had a good showing. He hit half of his shots from three point land. Um, Marcus smart, like I said, gave you a couple of those hustle plays, uh, had three steals on the night. Rob Williams, to me, has been an anchor for this team um, with his rebounding and and just well his defensive presence too. He has a, he he can he can really um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you when you go out to cover a guy and on the perimeter and he like shot fakes you or whatever. And you try to throw the hand up in his face and you miss and you kind of go past him. And Rob Williams, he, he, he's really quick and he's a good athlete. So he can, he can recover really quickly and, and get that second hand up, which is so important as a defender. Like when a guy shot fakes you to be able to recover quickly and still contest the shot. And Rob Williams does that really well. Um, and he showed that in this game too. Um, I've been really impressed with his play as of late. And um, I don't know if it has to do with, he's on TikTok now. Um, Rob Williams is on TikTok, uh, which I'll mention after, after I finish the coverage of this game. But yeah, I've been impressed with him too. Schroeder also was, um, he provided 15 points in this game. And he, he, one thing that I noticed uh, is he's really good at like, you know, he's crafty so he can get inside and, and uh, like, like create a shot in, in like from mid range really well. And I think that was, you know, pretty instrumental in, in keeping the Celtics um, alive in the second half of this game. Cause he had a couple shots from the mid range that, that, um, I mean, not, not easy shots per se, but he's really good at finding space in the mid range. And he has like kind of a turnaround jumper shoots it up and he's pretty good with those. So I was, in, I'm, in, I'm impressed with his play and in this game in particular. Um, so yeah, tough loss, tough loss, but overall, I, I think, Ball movement was was pretty good, um, even with Tatum and Brown in the lineup. And Tatum didn't hit his shots, but he hits a couple more, and you could be walking away with a win in this game. Um, I was overall impressed with how they came back, and so I don't have I don't have too much bad things to say. Word. And that that that's going to conclude my coverage of this game. Um, one other thing that I did want to mention about the Celtics is um, Robert Williams. I don't have his picture up right here. I've, uh, this is Dennis Schroeder um, with that sweet. Is that like Schroeder in 2K or something? He looks animated. No word on if this is animated Schroeder. <laughs> maybe it's just me i actually i, I can't know. tell it kind of looks animated 
does kind of look animated. I'm not, I don't know if that's because of the background or maybe because he's just so fine. Yeah. It can't be real. That might be what it is. Um, but yeah, Rob Williams, Booba, um, is on TikTok now. And check it out. If you don't know what TikTok is. You're old. <laughs> Sir, yeah. How do you not know what TikTok is? <laughs> Go look it up. Um, it's his 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 username is Sniper Williams44, <laughs> which I was talking to Max I, about. I am I, immediately picked up on. <laughs> yeah, Max immediately picked up on this. Um, Rob Williams is not like <laughs> as good a player as he is. He's not like at a lights out shooter or anything. He's he's more so a paint player than anything. Yes. Um, you know he can be he can make a mid range shot if he's forced to or if he he gets the space. Even that's like I don't know it's fifty fifty. So for his his username to be Sniper Williams forty four, <laughs> um, that's him. It's in the only TikTok-y. picking up his space. Yeah, because I got it the background. It looks like on. you got a wild cutout of Rob on your phone. <laughs> but for his name to be that is, it, I don't know if it's foreshadowing something. Maybe yeah. he's, he's. I been, said he's putting the league on notice. <laughs> he's about to. He's about to develop the three-point shot. Is what I <laughs> <Yeah>. said. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. And um, go follow him at Sniper Williams forty four if you can. He's only got about five thousand right now, which is way way too low. Um, for a for a top ten center in the league, um, yeah, go follow him. Shout out Booba. Shout out Booba. My comments got no likes, which is Booba on TikTok. I don't think anyone else knows what it means. Um, I think me and Rob's <laughs> mom are the only ones that call him that and Max. Um, yeah, look it up. It's on the yeah, Celtics on basketball reference. It's on basketball reference. It's on the Celtics subreddit. Get with it, people. Come on. That's Booba, not Time Lord. I don't know who Time Lord is. <laughs> Time Lord. I've never been a fan of the Time Lord nickname. I don't I don't get it. Is it because it like smacks your ball into another dimension? I think it's because the way he plays, it looks like he can manipulate time. Oh. Uh, I like Boobut better. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it better too. Plus, imagine he's on the free throw line. Rob's dropped 25. He's got he's got 17 rebounds, six blocks. It's game seven of the NBA finals. Boo, but, boo, but, boo, but, boo, but. It's built for it, people. It's just the, the sound of that chant. It's, it's guttural. It's, um, it like, it ignites something inside you. Boo, but, boo, but. The, the consonants, it's just, it's a Kurt good Hussif. it's a great name to chant so yeah time time lord time, it just doesn't have the same uh, ring 
Also, um, now that I think about it, I was I was definitely wrong. Time Lord is, I think it's a reference to how he was he was late to practice, um, a couple times because he slept in, uh, when he when he first got drafted. They call this man Time Lord. Yeah, that's that's funny. All right, so should we move on to my Knicks? Let's get it. All right. Well, uh, the Knicks just uh, just beat the Pacers. Maybe one of their best uh, hustle performances of the season. Um, just just pulling out my new background here. Kings of New York. Um, <clears throat> RJ dropping 32. Julius dropping 3-0. Um, very good game for them offensively. Uh, for the rest of the Knicks, kind of a struggle. Um, Evan Fournier played 22 minutes and went 0 for 4. That's not a joke. This man didn't didn't score a bucket in 22 minutes uh iq struggled from the floor as well as uh burks not uh as normal not as efficient as normal but julius 12 for 20 struggling from the three-point line but with 16 rebounds rj matching that 12 for 20 going two for five from behind the arc. Um, Nick shot 21% from from three, but the Pacers shot 23, so pretty even there. And then another big story was the rebounding for the Knicks, finishing with 51 total rebounds to the Pacers' 35. They got 14 offensive rebounds compared to the Pacers' nine. Um, really good game rebounding. They got 54 points in the paint. Um, yeah, just, uh, I thought they, you know, on a night where their shots clearly weren't falling other than really Julius and RJ, I thought they picked up the defense really well. They held the Pacers to 17 points in the fourth quarter and overall Mitch played really well. Um, but overall, I just really liked their mentality. They were all hustling, playing tough defense. Um, yeah, it was just a good, good, solid Knicks win. And it felt like it was the it was last year's Knicks out there on the on the floor. It was it was nice. It was a fun game. That's really all I have to say. Um, there's not much else. How yeah. I feel like the. Oh, uh, other than RJ dropping, I think, 17 in the first quarter, um, something like that. Yeah, he just – at one. I saw a good tweet. It was uh, the Pacers lead RJ by six at the end of one quarter because <laughs> he was literally just the only person scoring on the Knicks. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, just a good, solid team. Kiefer Sykes – uh, went four for eight from three. I don't know who, who Kiefer Sykes. Yeah, exactly. He was on a ten day contract. 
if you sign a 10-day contract and you come into the garden, it's like a 95% chance you're going to have a career night. It's kind of annoying. But other than that, I thought they played really well. And uh, looking to keep that ball rolling into tonight's game against the Seas. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting... Sounds like we're both coming off games where we were um, impressed with the hustle of our teams. Um, So I'm excited to see if that's going to carry into tonight. And, um, you know, in the series, the regular season series so far, it's where we're tied. It's a one-to-one. We each got to win against each other. Going to MSG. Um and the Knicks are our favorite to win, home court favorites. Um, but I, I don't know. I just don't know if I'd buy it. Oh, buy it, baby. Believe it, baby. I don't know if I buy back-to-back performances for the Kings of New York. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, I know, all I know is that it's confirmed Al Horford and Jason Tatum are giving you nothing on offense. So... I feel like we, the Knicks, can do better than the Spurs if that happens. And why, that's all why is that confirmed? Uh, well, I got some, I got some stats for you. Jason Tatum is struggling in his last six games, shooting thirty-six percent from the field, twenty-six percent from beyond the arc. Al Horford also shooting the ball poorly in his last five games. from the field, 22% from three. Thoughts? You know, stats only matter if, um, if you're talking about the past, (laughs) we're talking about tonight at MSG. You don't think that that Horford and Tatum want to want to impress Walt? Want to impress Cl- Walt Clyde Frazier? <laughs> I think they do, but uh, I just think Jason Tatum's going to go six for 30 tonight instead of six for 20. Okay, but here's the thing, right? So J- Tatum went six for 20 last night. Do you think mm-hmm. that's going to be better or worse in this game? Worse. You think he's actually going to go six for 30? Yes. Okay. I I cannot see that happening. And even if he does, you're gonna have you're gonna have dogs at your front door, <laughs> Jalen Brown and Schroeder cutting you up the, on the inside. The only thing I'm worried about is the Celtics defense. True, true. But if I think the Knicks are gonna carry their their Nick mentality that they found last night again or the other night against indiana Mm. and they're gonna shut down the celtics because all they're gonna have to focus on is jalen brown see i true i don't know how to gauge this one because truthfully i could see i I, it can go either way for me because i mean even even past both of these teams are are 18 and 20 yeah um Knicks coming off a win. 
um, sees coming off a game that, that I was happy with, um, how they played despite losing. I think uh, if, if, if Brown's shot falls at the end, you know, they probably, I, I would say they finish off the Spurs in overtime. We don't really know, but um, I, think, I think they did have a little bit of momentum on their side. Uh, and so I, I don't know. I, I think this would, game would be a hard one for me, to, for me to bet because it isn't MSG. The Celtics have been bad on the road as of late. Um, Five-game road losing streak. Yeah. So if they can snap that, um, then it would be it would obviously that'd be great, but you know it, it does seem that they've been trending poorly on the road. Um, Jason Tatum, like you said, is in a slump. Um, is coming off of the health and safety protocols, so maybe that that makes it even worse. You know, I'm not sure, but um, is is Mitch going to be playing? Mitch will be playing. So Nerlens and Kemba are listed as out. Nerlens Noel and Kemba Walker. Okay, yeah, I knew Nerlens was out. Which, um, but Mitch, Taj, and Jericho Sims are all good to go. So we might see some Jericho Sims action. You know, I don't know what makes me say this, but I'm just predicting a big game for Obi. Hmm. I'm 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 thinking Obi makes a makes a big showing tonight mm. against the Seas. Um I I really don't think we have the the means of stopping him. Um your bench bench isn't up to the Obi task. Yeah, and it's just about part of my that's just what my gut's telling me. So you know, I, I like think that they take. I think they could stop uh Julius to some degree um well you know, i mean if they if they do some foolish thing like put grant williams on him again it's gonna be a rough night <laughs> yeah yeah you see we saw how they win in the first um first uh game of this series yeah didn't they put jalen on him for most of the night after that yeah yeah they did i could be wrong but yeah um and if if Mitch, you know, has his mind on scoring, I'm not sure. He's a little bit he a little bit outmatches uh, Rob in terms of size and physicality. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so I, yeah. I could see them scoring with Mitch too. I'm definitely looking to see how the how the centers do, how the big men do. Um, specific, definitely specifically Mitch. Um, I'm looking to see how RJ is defensively um, and just in general, I feel like he's been playing a lot better as of late, more aggressive um, and just like more of a dog mentality than he had been. Um, and I'm definitely looking to see the backcourt and see if somebody can grab the reins because it seemed like it was Alec Burks for a time, but he has stepped back into more of his role-playing role. And uh, I'd like to see 
Quentin Grimes have a big game and start to get uh, a little more consistency because he he had that 30-point game. He's shown he can be uh, a spark on offense. So I'd like to see I'd like to see him do something. Yeah, I mean what you just said, and for me, I mean, I think <clears throat> what I'm I'm looking for like how. I mean, you, RJ and and um, and and Julius, like play played sensationally in the last game against the Pacers. Like you just said, um, what is it, 30 and 30, 31 points? 30 and 32, I think. Yeah. 30 and 32, yeah. It, it truly, I mean, it does depend on if they come out looking like in that form because it, it, am I wrong to say that they have struggled too over, over um, the, the course of the season? Yeah, that's why I didn't even mention Julius because honestly, if he if he can continue that performance even like to a lesser degree, mm-hmm. I would honestly be surprised because um, he hasn't really shown like any sort of. I feel like he hasn't like throughout the season he hasn't really gone on like any sort of stretch where he's been hot. So. I'm really looking to see RJ do it because he has had a stretch where he he had like five. It was for like a couple weeks. He he was averaging like 20 points a game, basically. Um, So I'd like to see him continue that because honestly, like, I don't know. I was shocked when I saw Julius like hitting his mid-rangers and stuff like that because he just has not been playing well this season at all. Yeah, I I think if the the Knicks, do you think if the Knicks are going to win this game, they're going to have to have somewhat of a repeat performance of last night, because or Evan Fournier, you he's probably not going to get you zero points in twenty two minutes again, assuming that they're going to play him twenty two minutes. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm like a a thing I didn't mention is Evan. I definitely Fournier. I definitely want him to like. I think that the Knicks need a a similar performance from RJ, and then another guy to step up and take the take the reins, whether it's Burks or Fournier. Mm-hmm. But I feel like those two guys are the most likely. Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe some of the success hinges on them as well. Um, yeah. I think for the Celtics, you know, the Knicks defensively have not been what they have been last season. So I think moving the ball, what has been working recently seems to be um, passes coming from from Horford and from from Rob. So if you get guys cutting to the basket and they can find find those guys and and uh, get them get them to get easy buckets inside, then that that could be a, a recipe for success in this game. Um, Josh Richardson, you know, I liked what I saw from him in 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 uh, last night's game against the Spurs. 
Um, maybe he can kind of be a complimentary piece with Tatum and Brown. And um, I'm looking to see more from Marcus Smart than I did last night, even though I liked some of his hustle plays. I think, you know, some of the shots he were t- was taking were a little a little dumb and a little too hard. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm fine with him taking shots when, when he's open, but when he's trying to force stuff like that, I mean, I, I it makes me want to burn my eyes out. So um, I think, you know, finding him in the right way <clears throat> in this game, uh, we'll see if, if, if uh, they could do that. I, I, I see it as, as anybody's game. Um, and it's important for both teams because we're tied at 18 and 20. One, to, this decides what which team will be on the outside, from uh, looking outside in to the um, to the top 10 teams in the East, and will will get the play-in spot right now. So, this is super important. Every game is important for these two teams, and um, I think both of them are gonna want to come out with some fire. Yeah, they better. The Knicks better at least. Uh, anything yeah, else the you Celtics want to better about that? <laughs> no, that's it. All right. Well, I guess uh, I get into my my Rangers coverage. Let me just switch up the background here. Um, <laughs> so I watched the Oilers game with our Giants correspondent, shout out Alexander Georgiev, uh, with our Giants correspondent, Sam. So definitely wasn't paying like super close attention. But what I did notice was that uh, Lafreniere had, what, two goals. Um, sorry, I was, was looking up, as I was looking up the uh, picture, I lost my page for the stats. But uh, Lafreniere had a goal and an assist. Uh, Strom had a goal. Kreider, of course, had a power play goal. Um, I mean, yeah, buzzing. Goudreau, two-point night. He's been really hot for some reason. (laughs) Don't really know where this offense is coming from. Uh, But a big thing was uh, they shut down McDavid in the first period. we were going through what did what did I say? He had one shot in the first period. And um uh what's his name? Leon Dreisidel had two shots in the uh in the whole game. So uh definitely obviously a big key to beating in this Oilers team is to shut down those two guys. Um <laughs> love your background, I just saw it. Um but yeah, big thing to to get a W against the Oilers is to shut down those two guys. They haven't really been getting any depth scoring throughout the year. That's been a huge issue for them. And their defense has just been pretty abysmal all year, as well as not really, they haven't really had a good goalie. So I'm not too uh, surprised that the Rangers scored four goals. Um, uh, another good thing, obviously, because this man is my background, had a great game, 33 saves on 34 shots, just really good. Uh, Libor Hayek continues to look really bad. Uh, I think 
my biggest takeaway is that the Rangers need to trade for a depth defenseman or hope Jared Tenorti comes back, which I don't even know what's good with him, to be honest. Um, and the team just looks really good right now. They're top of the top of the league, tied for top of the league. And yeah, hoping to keep that going tonight against Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I have some notes on the on the Rangers next three games since we won't be uh, <clears throat> our, uh, the podcast will come out after all these. So thought I'd get some some ideas together for all you guys that wants to wants to watch. Um, so Vegas, uh, New York and Vegas have already played each other once. Uh, it was a great game. The Knights ended up coming out on top, winning three to two. Uh, they're very hot. They're second best in their or first in their division, second best in their division. Uh, one of the best teams in the league. The last ten games, they're seven two and one, averaging three point eight goals, six point five assists. Which why is that there? Um, 3.8 penalties, 10.7 penalty minutes while giving up 2.9 goals per game with an 890 save percentage. So pretty bad save percentage. Uh, just sounds like they're <laughs> if they're only giving up 2.9 goals a game, probably giving up a decent amount of shots. I would be curious how many of their defensemen were in health and safety protocols over the last 10 games. Um, Rangers, not as hot, 5-4-1, and one, but most of those games were before the break. Uh, coming out of the break, they are 3-1, and one, um, and two of those wins coming against the Lightning. So I'm not too worried about, about their record the last 10 games. Um Injuries for the Knights, Max Pacioretty is out. Robin Lehner is listed as day-to-day. Mark Stone is day-to-day. Jared Tenorti is out with health protocols. Patrick Nemeth out COVID-19. And Artemi Panarin out for COVID-19. So, um, you know, like I, like I said before, they need some depth defense because they got Zach Jones and uh, uh, Libor Hayek out there uh, replacing Jared Tenorti and Patrick Nemeth. And obviously, Artemi Panarin, top 10 point producer in the league. Uh, big, going to definitely miss him. But um, something to watch is uh, Mika Zibanejad has seven goals and three assists in his last 10 games for the Rangers. He has been extremely hot. Uh, like I mentioned before, Barclay Goudreau has been hot. Uh, Lafreniere has been been playing really well he got two points the other night um so definitely look for those guys to you know hopefully continue their play then they play the ducks uh after that i don't have the date listed so my bad uh john gibson he is normally considered one of the best goalies in the league he's having you know a decent uh year middle of the road tied for 15th for best save percentage in the league with a 917 and the ducks are an extremely 
effective offensive team and seems like I have not watched many Ducks games, but I've watched like two. Um, it seems like from looking at their stats and from those couple of games, they, their defense is definitely lacking. Um, they have a top three scoring defense, but in their own end and on the uh, in the neutral zone, it doesn't seem like they're super effective. Uh, they allow actually the most shots on goal in the NHL, which is 1,163 shots through 36 games. So I think a, definitely a key to the, for the Rangers' success is trying to get as many uh, opportunities on the rush and to just throw shots on net um, because they are the – they have the 10th best goals uh, – Sorry, my bad. That's goals against. They have the 11th best uh, goals for per game at 3.03. Um, they have Sonny Milano, Trevor Zegers, Troy Terry, a uh, bunch of young guys that have been playing really well this season. Obviously, Trevor Zegers and Sonny Milano with probably the greatest goal of the season. Uh, they're they have the fourth best power play in the league at 27%, third best penalty kill at 85%. So just a really good team. Um, seems like their only issue is that they just give up way too many shots. So hopefully the Rangers can capitalize on that. And obviously, um, you know, the Rangers can shut down a, an effective offense doing it against the lightning and the oilers in the last two games allowing only one goal and uh, against the oilers they had georgiev in net so um yeah i'm not too worried about that game but i think it'll be a good one uh then they go uh to la to face the kings um so they have been just pretty bad this year they've had extreme trouble scoring goals they're averaging 2.64 goals per game which is tied for sixth worst in the league um which is the complete inverse of their goals against which is sixth best in the league at 2.8 2.58 they the kings are known to play a very defensive style of hockey so clearly that is working for them this year uh, Jonathan Quick is also playing into that. He is uh, he has a 2.37 goals against per game with a 9.23 save percentage. Uh, that's top 10 in the league. Um, so having a really good year. I think top. I think he's like sixth in the league. Um, they don't take um, many penalties, but their penalty kill is 25th best in the league at 76%. Um, so if they do take a couple penalties, the Rangers can definitely capitalize having, uh, with them having a top 10, uh, power play in the league and their, uh, their power play should be a non-factor in this game with a 24th best in the league at 17%. So, um, really the only team that has me worried is the Knights, um, because they're, a good team offensively and a good team defensively. Um, they're probably a better defensive team than they are offensive. Um, so, and the Rangers have probably struggled the most at getting uh, five on five opportunities. So, um, 
that game definitely has me worried. But with Robin Leonard out, um, also Max Pacioretty is a huge blow for them and Mark Stone, um, both offensively and defensively. They're really good uh, wingers for them. Uh, the Ducks should be a fun game. Um, I could either see that as, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to say that's going to be like a five to seven goal game. I think it'll be pretty close, but I think the Rangers are going to come out on top. And then, you know, if all goes right, they should, they should whoop the Kings. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much my Rangers coverage. I don't really have anything else to say other than they're the best team in the league. We will take you at your word. Well, I mean, you can look it up. They're the best team in the league. Sure. No, you. <laughs> like, it's not just my word, though. <laughs> they have the most points. Yeah. Okay. No, they have the. No, it's <laughs> it's not an opinion. It's a, it's a statistic. Yeah. No. No. Of course. Yeah. No. Why are you saying it like that? It's a statistic. I don't know, man. That's just... It's like... It's a game or two. Right? They... they they're taught... They're, they have... They have... They're... 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 they're they have 48 points. I'm just not convinced. But the, the only team that there's whoever said they were first in the league was capping to me, Sam Rosen, because the Lightning have one more point than them, but they have two they have a game more. So the but look it up! Look it up! Look it up! Sam Rosen's a liar. Who's look it up! Yeah, and I'm sure they have the best defenseman in the league too, right? Damn it! You don't say that! You know it's true! You know it! You don't say that! NHL says otherwise. Chelsea. (laughs) Um, I think Victor Hedman says otherwise. No. All right, chill, dude. I, no. I believe you. No. <laughs> I believe you. No. Yeah, New York Rangers. Yeah. Go Rangers. <laughs> Got the nice hat on today. Um, taking the hat off. Putting the hat back on, New York Rangers. Catch, 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 catch us next time.